Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Hello, Let's Get Vulnerable listeners. I have some exciting news for you. Right now, there are limited spots available in the ESL Relationship Program. This program is designed to take you from your current attachment style and move you to a securely attached woman who is attracting the kind of relationship that you deserve a healthy relationship, somebody that you can grow and build with. But most importantly, it is designed to take you to the version of you who loves herself and knows how to show up unapologetically in dating and life and to have fun dating. So make sure that you apply to the program as soon as possible as spots are incredibly limited. Use the link in my Instagram bio. It says apply now. You can also find the link in the show notes. So good to be here. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. I know you all don't know this, but I have had difficulties with my microphone stand. (laughs) So it basically broke while I was recording an episode recently. And then I had a bunch of interviews I had to do. And you really need a good quality mic. It really makes a difference. So for those interviews, which I'm super excited for them to come out, I won't tell you. It'll be a surprise. But I literally had to hold the microphone. I had to hold it in my hand and it's not light. So this is like a five pound microphone. I had to hold it for an hour long interview. That was exhausting. So anyways, I haven't been able to record until I got a new microphone stand and I just got one. And with the help of Peg, the rattlesnake wrangler, Montana ranch woman, strong woman of many talents, Uh, My wonderful Aunt Peggy, she was able to help me set up this stand and it's working beautifully and it's better than the last one that I had. So anyways, we're here. We are recording. I have a new microphone stand. I'm excited about today's episode. I want to talk with you all about one of my most favorite topics attachment theory. And I know you all love it because it helps you understand what is happening in your relationships and why it's happening and understanding yourself and your partner, right? So let's dive in. I'm going to talk about disorganized attachment, aka the fearful avoidant attachment style And I'm going to talk to you about how you can know 
when it's happening in yourself and how you can also know when you are on the receiving end. So first off, we all know that we need relationships as humans, as as children, especially we need that caregiver. Uh, attachment theory is rooted in this idea that that secure attachment with another human, whether it is your caregiver or um, eventually your significant other, having that human who you can go to that you know is supportive, who tunes into you, who you can rely on, that is part of survival, right? So this is on the same level, if not more important than food, water, sleep, right? We need each other. We need to be able to depend on one another. So I always like to bring that up because it's important to know that some of these coping strategies and different attachment strategies that develop, they literally develop out of survival, right? You need to get your needs met, those security needs of knowing that that person's going to be there for you, that you can go to them. And sometimes what happens is we develop creative ways to get those needs met. And then we have different attachment styles and different ways of being. And there are times when you are securely attached and those ways of getting security are healthy. And that's what we all want. And there's times when the strategies that you're using are not healthy. And maybe they're a better way of, of thinking of it is they're outdated, right? They worked for you at one point. They helped you feel secure in your early relationships. They worked at one point. Okay. So knowing that when we're talking about disorganized attachment or any attachment style is it, it was serving you at one point. It was survival for you at one point. And now, and now you're ready to move towards secure attachment. You're ready to move towards healthy relationship templates, which requires different ways of getting your security needs met, right? So this is just one way to conceptualize attachment theory. Um, I want to talk about disorganized attachment, partly because it has a real... Uh, relevance in my life because I know that there have been times where I've probably been more anxiously attached. Um, but then there have also been times where I'm clearly going through disorganized attachment patterns. So this is one that I personally have gone through. I can relate to a lot of these patterns and I know a lot of you can as well. Um, the reality is though, to full on meet what is known as disorganized attachment or fearful avoidant, it's actually only about five to 7% of the population. That being said, if you are among that five to 7%, it is very painful. This is some of the most painful experiences that you can have in relationships when your attachment system is disorganized because it's incredibly unpredictable and it's painful. Um, 
So I'm going to jump into the signs in just a minute, but I do want to say if you are someone who really resonates with this episode and you know that you need to do the work and you need to move towards secure attachment for your relationship life, but also just for your own well-being and your own mental health, if that's you, I would highly encourage you to apply to the ESL program because we are going to be temporarily um, not accepting applications starting on March 15th. So now is your time. Use this window of opportunity. If you know this is you, jump in before we close the doors. Honestly, there's been such a demand. We've helped so many women um, I just had to say, whoa, we need to, we need to close the doors for a while. So that's happening on March 15th. So don't miss out. Make sure you apply now. If you know that this episode speaks to you and you can do that using the link in my Instagram bio, it'll also be in the show notes, but make sure you do it ASAP. We have very limited spots in March. Okay. Back to the episode. I want to share some signs some signs that you may have disorganized attachment. Okay. So if you feel that typically in the beginning of the relationship, if you go, wow, yeah, usually in the beginning when I'm getting to know someone, I feel very anxiously attached as in I need lots of reassurance Um, I need my partner to text me back. I need to know where the relationship is going, et cetera. But then as you become closer, so let's say right around the three month mark to six month mark, somewhere in there, you start to feel more avoidantly attached and you feel as though, oh my gosh, there's all these things wrong with this person. Or, ah, I don't have capacity for this. This person's falling in love with me and I need to get away, right? So it's kind of this reaction of, oh my gosh, in the beginning, come here, come here. I need you. I need the reassurance. And then when they give it to you and you become close and you're getting closer and maybe there's even commitment potentially there, um, you say, oh my gosh, go away from me. I don't want this relationship. I need to get out. And, and sometimes you might use um, behaviors to sabotage the relationship, such as cheating or just ghosting or coming up with some kind of reason as to why you're not ready or you don't think that person's the right one. You'll do whatever you can to end the relationship, right? So this is really painful because you went from, oh my gosh, I really adore this person and I want this relationship with them and I've almost put them on a pedestal to then slowly transitioning into, oh my gosh, I could never be with this person. Why am I dating them? Ah, get me away. And it's a really confusing experience. And one of the things that comes with this too is roller coaster, highs and lows, really, really great moments of connection. And then really strong moments of, oh, I want this to end. I want to, I want to be done. Right. And here's one of the challenging things about disorganized attachment or fearful avoidant is 
you deep down really, really want the relationship at your core. You really want a relationship. You want someone to be there. However, you're also incredibly terrified of intimacy and closeness. So the very thing that you want at your core, you're also completely terrified of it. And this is why the behavior becomes disorganized, why you react in anxious ways at one moment, and then you're reacting in avoidant ways at another. And that pattern that I described of being really anxious in the beginning and then becoming avoidant, it can also flip, by the way. It could have also been, oh, I'm super avoidant in the beginning. I have walls up. I play super hard to get. I'm not going to give this person anything. But then as soon as I let a little bit of walls down, I'm all in and I'm anxious. That's another way that this could manifest. Um, one of the really hard things to know with, with this is a lot of times it's rooted in relational trauma. That's the truth. Like, a lot of times disorganized attachment can come from childhood trauma or um, trauma in past romantic relationships. Um, and, and why, it, you know, it, if we think about it, disorganized attachment really is a flea response or a cling response, things that you would do in trauma, right? So it makes sense. I think one of the real, real important pieces of disorganized is the awareness. You have to have the awareness. And what I've shared right now just isn't sufficient for you to really understand yourself and really know your patterns. Because as someone who unconsciously repeated these patterns over and over, you know, I would always find ways to think that it wasn't me or I would always sort of think like, oh, there's just no good men out there or there's nobody who can meet me emotionally, et cetera, et cetera, right? So awareness is huge. And the reality is if you're in that five to 7% of the population who experiences disorganized attachment, you are so, so tormented by your relationships that you will seek out the awareness. You're going, oh my gosh, like, am I ever going to figure this out? Why does everybody else seem to have a hard time? Or why does everybody else seem to have an easy time with relationships? And I'm over here struggling. So you will know, but it's just about you allowing yourself to really get the awareness and really get the understanding of what's going on. Yeah. And then the next piece is moving towards secure attachment, which is absolutely possible for everyone, no matter your past, you can always move towards secure attachment so that you're spending more time in a securely attached place, right? And that's what I do in the program. I teach you how to do that. I give you the internal work you have to do first so you have the foundation and then help you in actually what does it look like to move towards secure attachment and embody a securely attached person, right? So I want to just name off a few things 
that can be happening with disorganized attachment. All right, number one, low self-confidence and self-worth. I think we know this, but this is known where, you know, thinking about trauma, if there's abandonment or chronic emotional invalidation, right? Like you actually struggle to trust yourself. You've struggled to build that confidence in yourself and you likely place it onto relationships. So low self-confidence, low self-worth. The reality is, is going through lots of highs and lows where either you are on your own, don't need nobody, you're good on your own, et cetera. Even if you're dating, it's just for fun. But then having also moments where, oh my gosh, I can't stop thinking about this person. They're all I want. I need this relationship to work out. I will do anything to have it work out. So those swinging um, experiences of being on one end of the spectrum and going to the other, right? You also, if you have disorganized attachment, you may do things to test your partner to see if you'll be abandoned, Because once again, that's one of the major fears is being abandoned. Um, So you may do things to test them. And what does that mean? It looks like unconsciously giving them a reason to evaluate the relationship or um, push you away. And you may unconsciously have a really... um, terrible comment about them. I'm just like thinking of what this could look like. Uh, you may cheat on them. That can happen unconsciously. And you, you're you literally, your attachment system is saying, well, we need to make sure they're not going to abandon us. How can we make this happen? And you do something really, really hurtful to the person. And then you see if they stay or not. So clearly seeking reassurance by doing something that's painful is one way to get reassurance, right? Like we can all acknowledge, okay, if the person wants to work on it after you've hurt them, cool, you got reassurance. They want to be with you. However, what we know is there are more effective and healthier ways to get reassurance, such as asking for it, (laughs) which is where secure attachment comes into play, right? Like I want to help you learn how to ask for what you need instead of creating hurtful scenarios or hurting your partner as a way to get that reassurance in a roundabout indirect way. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. I think another thing to think about is You'll feel trapped or smothered if somebody gets too close. Um, And this will happen when you're in that avoidant place. And it could look like, oh my gosh, like we're getting to know each other. Things are great. And then we have this amazing night out. We have this great weekend. And all of a sudden, I don't want to text them back. I don't want to engage with them. And that could be some of that... um, avoidant response coming up of this is too close, right? I could be abandoned, right? Um, another thing, and this is, uh, this is really, uh, I don't know about sharing this, but I'm going to share it anyways. Um, 
research shows that when you have a disorganized attachment style, what are you used to? You're used to chaos in relationships. You're used to unpredictability of I could be abandoned or this person could really want me or they may not um, approve of me or maybe they will. Essentially, you associate relationships with chaos, right? So given that that is your relationship template and that you have all these different strategies to navigate whatever the heck gets thrown at you in a relationship, what does that mean? It means that if you find yourself with an abusive partner, with someone who has narcissistic personality disorder or someone who is emotionally abusive or God forbid, physically abusive towards you, you are more susceptible to stay in the relationship simply because that kind of relationship matches up with your template for what a relationship is. And you have strategies to navigate whatever is being thrown at you by that abusive partner. So it's incredibly important to know this because just because you can navigate something and you had the skills and you've been through trauma and, you know, um, you know what to do in certain situations, just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? So another reason to move towards secure attachment and why the work that I do and that many um, of the women who I coach, the work that they're doing themselves, why it's so, so important is that you need to get to a place where if there was someone who was abusive on any level of the spectrum, right? There's a huge spectrum. If there was somebody who was abusive, who came into your life, you would be able to walk away much more quickly, right? Being in secure attachment helps us do that. Do securely attached people find themselves in abusive relationships? Absolutely they do. Are they better able to move on more quickly? Yes, they are. That's the truth. So part of the reason this work is so important is that you can build that version of you who is securely attached that will not waste time or energy in a relationship that doesn't serve you. All right. I know that was a lot. Whew. I hope this was helpful. I went on an attachment theory little rant, um, but I nerd out on this stuff, as you all know, and I really just want you to understand it. So hope this was helpful. Once again, if it resonated, make sure you apply to the program because we have limited spots in March and we are closing the doors on March 15th. So don't wait, apply now. And of course, you all know, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching 
And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.